You're listening to the Misty Creek Community Church Podcast. To learn more about Misty Creek Community Church, visit our website at mistycreekchurch.org. Today's message is from Senior Pastor Stephen Street. Well, you came to hear some good bluegrass music today, and it's not just good, it's excellent. But I believe you also came to feed on the food of the Holy Spirit through God's Word today. So I'm going to ask that the Lord would hide me behind the cross and that he would speak through me his wonderful words of life. And we're going to begin in the very beginning with Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 27. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Consider this. I'm only human. Have you ever said that before? Probably most all of us. I was teaching the youth Sunday school class this morning, and I asked them that question, and they knew right away what I was asking because they have said that before. Can we agree this morning... To never say that again. To never say, I'm only human. A human being is the most remarkable and glorious creature in all of creation. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. We are created in the image of God. Let that sink in for a moment. In the image of God. It could be the single most extraordinary thing revealed to us in all of Scripture. And I'm afraid we mostly read right past it and fail to consider the extraordinary implications. We are created in the image of God. Do you see how absurd it is to make the lament, I'm only human? What if instead we said, I am a human being, a glorious image bearer of the living God, the living God of heaven and earth? Look how the psalmist says it eight psalms in, yet you made them only a little lower than the angels. And crown them with glory and honor. Psalm 8, 5. Verse before that he says, What is man that you are mindful of him? A human being, practically speaking, is not God. But we are crowned with glory and honor. All creatures on earth breathe. But only human beings are breathing the breath of life. Indeed, the breath of God. Let that sink in. You're breathing the breath of life, the breath of God every time that you breathe. Dust and breath. Created from the dust, but he breathed into man, into all humanity, into the nostrils of man, his breath, into his lungs. I want you to say it with me. We're going to put it up here on the, the monitor. Put it up there for us. Are you ready? Together. On the count of three. One, two, 
3. I am a human being, a glorious image bearer of the living God of heaven and earth. Now, you said it because I asked you to say it, and you'll do anything I say pretty much. If I asked you to stand up on one leg, you'd do it. You would do it, but you're not going to do that today. Instead, thank you, Stephen, let's do it again. This time, not so much here, but from here on the count of three. One, two, three. I am a human being, a glorious image bearer of the living God of heaven and earth. Have you ever seen yourself as a place where heaven and earth meet? But that's exactly who you are. You are a place where heaven and earth meet. You know, our vision of humanity has been so ruined by the reality of original sin that it does not even remotely occur to us to revisit the vision of original glory. We are so bound in Genesis 3, which that's the fall of humankind, that we've all forgotten Genesis 1 and 2. Meanwhile, all the energy for the past three centuries has been spent on the question of whether or not Genesis 1 through 11 is myth or history. I believe it's history. Regardless of how you see it, the most critical revelation of these texts speaks to theology and anthropology. Who is God? Who are human beings? What is the nature of the relationship between God and human beings? What is the earth? Where are the heavens? What is the meaning and purpose of life? How do we become so broken? What are the presenting issues? What is the wicked problem? What is the solution? How might we be saved and healed? How will this be resolved and where? In heaven? On earth? We find out in Genesis 1 through 11. In the very beginning of God's word. The answers are right there. Everything that we need to know to live an abundant life, as Jesus says in John 10.10, is right there. And throughout the scriptures, folks. Genesis 1 through 11 records God's goodness, and humanity's repeated rebellions. God responds to human evil with his redemptive plan. And he does that in the very beginning. Salvation is the redemption of human beings as the glorious image bearers of God and the restoration of whole creation. From the beginning of Genesis to the end of Revelation, it's about his redemptive plan to redeem all of humanity. He desires that all of creation, all of humanity be redeemed and call on the name of Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground. Notice the connection between the word humble and human. We are dirt. We are made from the ground on which we walk. We don't have to be humble. We are humble. You know that, right? He created us to be humble. We are dust. To become deeply aware of the simplicity of our identity as human beings is step one to the path of humility. And God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Maybe you've read the story of Job and and all that happened to Job. 
I love how Job states it in Job 33, 4. The Spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. Let me say that again. I don't think we have a slide for that one. The Spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. What if you woke up and you said that first thing in the morning? God, you made me. Your breath, your essence gives me life. There's nothing that can defeat me today because you go before me, behind me, beside me, and most of the time you carry me through this life. Yes. We are but dirt. We are but dirt, but we possess the breath of God. We are formed of dirt and filled with life. He breathes life into us. I've always found it a bit interesting and a bit confounding that religion, church, faith, and any other word associated with God are almost exclusively associated with what is referred to as one's spiritual life. Why not one's whole life? As in heart, mind, soul, strength, indeed one's whole dirt-formed, embodied self. You see, at Misty Creek, we believe in ministering and caring to the whole person. All of you. Your needs, your desires, your pains, your frustrations. You're not a number here. This may be your first time coming into this church. You may feel like your whole life... I've pretty much been a number. I'm not very significant. I'm only human. No, we don't say that here. Matter of fact, I encourage you to get that out of your vernacular. I'm only human. You're so much more than that. You're loved. You heard that wonderful song just before I preached today. You are loved. Love is why we go. Love is why we get out of the bed. Love brings us into the presence of of the living God. God's presence and power is manifested in us. That's where He's active. That's where the body is alive and well. Yeah, Jesus resurrected and He ascended into heaven, but He's with us right now in this place where two or more are gathered in my name. I am there also. But you know what? Even when you're by yourself, He's with you. Because do you remember from Genesis? That he breathed into you the breath of life. That he created you from the dust of the earth. He created you in his image. So he's always with you. When Jesus literally says, I will be with you to the very end of the age. Yes, he will. And at the end of the age, he will take you into glory. And he'll be with you for eternity. But you, those of us who believe and have made the greatest decision of our life to follow Jesus Christ, we have that promise of eternity in us right now. So there's nothing in this life that's going to be able to separate me from the love of God through Christ Jesus. No angels, no demons, no past, nor present. Nothing can separate me because I already have the greatest power known to humankind. And that's divine power. And you have it. The power that Moses and David and Esther and Ruth and Jesus had. We can access that today. God's presence was the cause of their confidence. When you know he goes before you, you can have confidence, not arrogance. And there's a big difference. I know some of you know the Bible well. 
I know some of you have big, beautiful, amazing prayers, but you want to know something? God is more interested in the humility of your heart than he is your arrogance or your complacency. For he is transforming you every single moment of your life. You have not reached your spiritual maturity yet. You know when you reach that? You reach it when you enter in to eternity to be with him. And he says those words to you that you long to hear. Well done, my good and faithful servant. He's looking for the humble ones. And we were created to be humble. We already are. So you have that power. You know, we learned last weekend at the marriage retreat, we studied Moses and, and him not entering the promised land. We've often thought, man, what a bummer to do all that work and to lay the groundwork and not even get to go. But this is profound. Though Moses never entered the promised land, he never complained because he already had the promised land within him. Right, Valerie? He already had the promised land. Guess what? You already have the, for those who believe and follow Jesus Christ, you already have the promised land in you. The kingdom is with you. You have the keys to the kingdom. Nicer than any car you'll ever drive. I was over at the Mercedes Performance Center last night for the CAC Gala. Some of the nicest cars I've ever seen. I have to sell everything I have, my stocks, my investments, my IRAs, to buy one of those cars. Some of you have got three of them. But anyway... I could make one of those tithing comments right now, but I'm not going to do that. Ken's like, come on, Stephen, do it. Perfect opportunity. Nope, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. But I was standing there with William Blackshear, and I was like, William, what would you do if you won one of those cars? You know what he said? I'd give it away. Y'all know William over at Publix? He said, I'd give it away. I was like, you know what, William? You are such an example, brother. Such an example. But he has that power. He has the presence of the Holy Spirit. He's prophetic. We know that if you know William. You see, Jesus gives you the keys of the kingdom. And that's an amazing thing. God is the promised land. The Holy Spirit is the promise of eternity that's within you now. And I can't think of a better way to hammer home that point as you prepare for the rest of this bluegrass time together. In Psalm 39, 139, I want you to listen to it. This is a paraphrase of it. So for those of you who are, you know, the, the Scripture confident ones that want to grab me after the service and say, you didn't say that exactly the way the NIV says it. God bless you. Okay. <laughs> but he says, this is David now. Remember, David is a man after God's own heart. David also sins. He lusts after a woman. And then pretty much has her husband murdered. So... You know, but he knows God. And he knows God will never forsake him and never leave him. He delights greatly in God. And this is what he says. He says, Oh Lord, you search me and you know me. You know when I rise up, you know when I lay down. You're fully acquainted with all of my thoughts. Even before a word is uttered from my tongue, you know it completely, Lord. You hem me in before and behind. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me to comprehend. Where can I go from your spirit, O oh Lord? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to the heavens, you are there. 
If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and set sail to the farthest limits of the sea, even then you are with me. Your hand guides me and your righteous hand holds me fast. If I say to the day become night and the light become darkness, to you, darkness is light. Night is day because in you there is no darkness. There is only light. For you know my thoughts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Your eyes beheld my unformed substance as I was being created in the depths of the earth. In your book are written all the days of my life, even before one of them had transpired. How weighty are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I were to try to count them, they would outweigh the grains of sand. Search my heart, O God, and test me. See if there are any wicked ways that are within me. And bring me into your glory. Bring me into your glory. You're not just human. You're created in the image of God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for placing your claim on us. From creating us from the dust of the earth. From breathing the breath of life into our nostrils. And and filling our lungs with your very essence, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. And the difference that he makes in our lives each and every day. And Lord, for those that are here this morning, inside, outside, watching online, who are not quite sure that they truly know your son, Jesus. Oh, they know about him. They've heard his name many times. But they want to have a relationship with the King of Kings, the Son of God, Yeshua, Jesus. For all those listening right now and watching, They want to make the greatest decision of your life and to be set free from sin and death and have that promise that Job knew about, that promise of eternity. I invite you to pray this prayer. Make it your own. I'll just say some words, but make this prayer your own prayer prayer and, and pray it in your heart silently. Just you and Jesus. Hey, Jesus. Insert your name. I'm going to put mine in there. Hey, Jesus. This is Stephen. You already knew that. I know a lot about you. I've heard things about you. I really want to know you, though. I want a relationship with you. I cannot do this life alone. I'm struggling. I'm making a lot of mistakes, a lot of selfish decisions, and I need you. Jesus, I know you're closer than a brother or sister to me. I know that your Father placed His Spirit within me and created me from the depths of the earth. I know that I'm already yours, but I want to make you mine. I need you. And so I surrender to you, my heart, my spirit, my mind, my soul. 
my whole self to you right now. Would you forgive me of my sins? Cleanse me, make me new. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. And restore a right spirit within me. Save me, Jesus. I need you to be my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for coming into my heart today. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and all God's children said, you made that decision today. It's the greatest decision you'll ever make. Maybe you just said it because you needed to make that recommitment. Maybe you've never heard that kind of theology before, but I'm going to tell you, as a pastor for over 30 years now, I pray that prayer every day. Different style of it each day, but I pray that prayer every day. Jesus, I surrender to you. You're my first love. Save me, Jesus. Keep me out of the world's way. Every day. So if you said that prayer today, I want you to tell somebody. There's some wonderful people in this church that would love to disciple you and walk with you through this journey. Get into a Bible-believing church, whether it's Misty Creek or another church that believes the actual Bible, the truth of the gospel. A praying church, a men's group, a women's group, a youth group, and they will help you take the greatest journey you'll ever take in this life that leads to eternity. Hallelujah. We hope you were inspired by today's message. For more sermons from Misty Creek Community Church, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you like to stream your podcasts. You can also watch videos of our sermons and complete services on the Misty Creek Community Church YouTube channel. And while you're there, be sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. For more information about our church, including our mission, location, service times, and more, visit our website at mistycreekchurch.org. God bless you, and thank you for listening.